Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So good. How are you doing? I mean, we already had a pre-conversation before yeah. we started, and I have to say, I love you so much. I met you with Virgin in charge. You're about to pop with your second baby. A Jess- whale, a beach Jess- whale. Yeah, Jesse James Decker was throwing a baby shower for her sister Sydney. No, 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 no. It's for Jess. No, no. It, it was yes. It's yeah. for Jess Southern, who, by the way, Jess Southern, when she posts her like barely there bikini shots on Instagram. Oh. How did how are you a mom? Like you have big boobs, your butt is like you can bounce up oh, off of it. I, but you know what? I everything, did, Jess. I did talk to her and she does eat only chicken and broccoli during the weeks and she doesn't drink in oh, the week. Well, we, I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's gonna like X me out of that program. Yep. <laughs> You lost me. You lost me there. <laughs> I mean, I admire people who are that committed to eating chicken and broccoli and no alcohol. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lifestyle that I I mean, I could admire for sure. <laughs> but here's my thing. I don't want a perfect body that bad. Yeah, same. I love food. I love I well, love food. Which has led you to your entire business. Okay, sure, so sure. let's just like briefly talk about like your name, Cheese Gal. Yeah. Well, not briefly. We're going to like for a very long time talk about your name today, Cheese Gal. I love it. You make the charcuterie boards in Nashville. Like yes. you're the it of the it charcuterie board, like party girl, planner, make it happen, razzle dazzle. How did you get started? I know it involves your godmother in Paris. Oh my gosh. It's literally the wildest thing. Okay. So my godmother is essentially like world's most incredible hostess right mm-hmm. and so but we're like close like she really is my second mom for sure um and so 
I would do the sleepovers with her when I'm all growing up from little girl to like still now, like I'll go spend the night at her house. whenever. Oh. Yeah. She's the best. Um, and so I was about 15 this one particular night and she brings out this platter. We're like in our pajamas. Okay. And she makes it like this fabulous spread. And I'm like, care. Her name is care. 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 So we call her care bear. Mm-hmm. Like her name, her real name is like C A R E. Yeah. It's actually K A R. Care. Is she like the most caring person in the world? Yes. People she's live into their names. I'm the certain best. Of it. I, I believe it. Totally. Because mm-hmm. she's just an angel. Um, so I said, care, like teach me. Care bear. And she goes, okay. Care bear. Care bear. Couple of things. She says, always have a chilled bottle of champagne. Okay. These are like your rules. In your fridge. These are the rules of life. You have a store and you have merch. You need to make this merch like either on like. I didn't even think about that. Like a dish towel or like on oh. a coffee mug or even on. Rules. Rules, rules of, of cheese gal. Cheese oh gal. Oh my gosh. And then you could even put it on like a cheese board or your napkins. Like, so here are your rules. This needs to be part of your merch. Can you please give me some credit? I literally <laughs> like you're a genius. That's such Thank a good you. idea. Thank you. It's Thank so, you. it's so good. I appreciate that. Love that. Okay. Well, so, so for life. Cause it, I agree with you. I think it's perfect. It's perfect. Cause she goes, you'll never know when you have unexpected guests come over. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is before like phones were that big. Like now we text and I'm on my right. way, but like people would just show up for it. So she goes, have a chilled bottle of champagne, have some grapes, mozzarella, crackers, nuts, olives, prosciutto, all this stuff to put together a tray. Um, and then what else did she tell me? Oh, she told me something else, but the, those are the two top things that I remember. And so she literally showed me how to put it together. And she said, court, look, like if you can take something delicious and make it look beautiful, that's what's impressive, but you can throw it together. These are things that, you know, have a shelf life and you just have them in your fridge ready to go. And so from there, I just became obsessed with making cheese boards. At 15. Like this is 15, I'm 32 now. So this is, you know, 30 years ago. Um, and so from there, like I just learned little tips and tricks on how to elevate them over the years. And then now I'm just go. So you've been preparing for your life goal, your whole like thinking uh, like mature life. Like ever since you had like real thoughts about like how to like have a job and things like you started working on your craft as soon as you could. I admire yeah. people like that. Cause I feel like that is like one of the biggest blessings in life is to figure out what you love and are passionate about at an early age. So then you yep. can start honing it. And so you didn't even realize this could be a job. So that's no. the next step. Here you are. You're having just this massive passion project and obsession that yep. you're just like working on because you love it, which is a, the greatest way to have a job because you're truly, truly obsessed and passionate. So that means every time you are doing a cheese board, you're like doing a happy dance inside. Yes. So it's going to be filled with so much love. It's going to be such a beautiful curated experience. Okay. So then how all of a sudden do you say, Oh, I'm going to make this a job. Is it because Lily Aldridge called you and she's like, Oh, you're my best friend. Let's do like cooking videos of you making cheese boards. I know. It is. Oh, Chris Lane's like, Oh, let me hire you for my wedding. Now (laughs) you're like doing it for Tim McGraw. Oh, Haley Hagrid and Tyler FGL. Like, can you cater my baby, my son's birthday party? I mean, literally everyone is calling me for everything. It's so crazy. So I, like I was mentioning, like, just kept getting better and better and better. I became like the uh, go-to friend in my friend group. So I was for fun, not paid. I would do like friends' weddings and baby showers. I put together big spreads. Like it just was my thing. And my husband at the time um, was on tour still. And I think Charlotte, our oldest, was like six months old. 
And he came home one day because I just would have these huge like happy hours with my girlfriends at my house whenever my dog would go to bed <laughs> and my husband was on the road because I was like, I need a social life and like, this yeah. is how I'm going to do it. Um, and so he came home from the road. I made us a cheese board for dinner, literally eating it. And I looked at him with like food in my mouth. I said, would somebody pay for this? <laughs> yes. And he goes, well, hell yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. That, let's, let's, let's run with that. I'm like, I don't know how to run a business. I was a flight attendant part-time. Stay-at-home oh, mom. Like, exciting though. Oh, I can. Signs over headlights on the floor lead you to those exits. I can do it all day. Yes. Sleep. <laughs> what airline? What airline? Southwest. Southwest is the best, right? They're the best, yeah. And the flight the best. had so much fun. It was the best job. Did literally. you travel everywhere? Doing everywhere. Oh, my gosh. And before babies especially, like, I would plan my overnights wherever Chris had a show. Oh, so I just, like, yes. followed him around. I'd take my crew to shows. It was so fun. You actually arrived. crushed it. Yeah. And you're not scared of flying. Oh, no, not at all. Oh, I have some stories. That's for another, another time. Oh, okay, say <laughs> one or two stories to tell at the end because I want to hear. Yeah. Were you ever scared of birds flying into the propellers? Because I feel like that happens a lot. I've definitely worked a few flights with a bird strike, yeah. And that's how that the, the plane crashed on the Hudson River. Sully, yeah. Sully. Oh, Sully, yeah. It was a yep. big old pack of birds. I mean, that's, whoo, man. Okay, yeah. so we'll have to get to a couple. Save me one or two epic flight attendants at the end of the story. So everyone, this is the cliffhanger you're going to hear. An epic <laughs> story about our flight attendant days at the end of this podcast. So don't go anywhere. <laughs> okay, so yeah. You're like, hey, we can make money off of this. We can make money. But I'm like, how in the world do I, you know, make a business? I'm so still I'm like, trying to figure that out. I have no idea. It's oh, like so hard. Same. Here I am three, three years into it. I'm like, what am I doing? Um, so I just like sat on the idea for a while. Like it's a like, little chicken. Uh, like a little chicken. I'm just <laughs> on this idea. I don't know what I'm doing. Kept making cheese boards, kept posting them to my personal Instagram. And then I honestly like really hit a point where I was – like, I have got to do something for myself. I feel, this is going to sound bad, but it's just being, me being honest. Me basically being a stay-at-home mom, I was so um, creatively, like, empty and just felt like everything cool that I got to do was with my husband, who I love and support very much. It doesn't, I hope that doesn't come off the wrong way, but like. Does not. You are not saying yeah. anything that any mother has not felt, has, not felt. When she has a baby. And yeah. I think it's so good that you're honest about this because I oh, yeah. a lot of moms listening to this podcast not, right now might not even have found their outlet yet. And they're sitting on this feeling that we all have when you're like, who am I now? Like I, who, who am I? I am a full time. I have to take care of this child, which I love more than anything, but now yeah. I don't even know my identity. I've lost all parts of me that was an individual. So like yep. every mom or a lot of moms feel this and it does not mean you don't love your husband and your baby. That's so true. <laughs> and it's so funny. Cause like my entire life, all that I ever wanted to be was a wife and a mom. And you got it. And I got it. And then when I was there, I was like, wait, but I, I want more. I, I, I want something for myself. So yeah. I started like having these breakdowns. Chris would come home from the road. I was just like, ugh. And so and how- And I forget postpartum emotions as well. Oh my God. I for sure. Had Those hormones last for like, I think my so real. a solid year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Um, and so I had just these breakdowns and this one particular day, this is the day that kind of changed everything. I took Charlotte to this library <laughs> down the street and like for the, like the little toddler reading, you know, and she has this meltdown. I had to carry a screaming, you know, I think she was a year, a little over a year at the time. 
Carrie Hearst screaming out of the place and I'm sitting in the car crying and my phone rings. I don't know to this day. Well, I guess I do. It's fate. I answered the phone. Literally tears are streaming down my face. So I answered the phone like, hello. It's an unknown number. Hi, my name is Mary. Um, I got your number through like two mutual friends and I saw that you make cheese boards. Do you have time to talk? And I'm like, of course, because you know so what? This is, is this Mary Lee? This one's not. No. Oh, okay, okay. But this Mary I love Mary. Gray, who you do a lot she with. everything. She's everything fabulous. So everything. Like, of course she would find you first. I mean, she would She's find amazing. you. Yeah. She did find me pretty soon, I will say. She definitely did. Uh, I love her. Um, so this, this other girl's name is Mary and she goes, I'm a, I think she was either the day-to-day or tour manager for Lauren Daigle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She goes, Hey, Lauren has a show at the Ryman on Monday. And I was wondering if you would do her pre-show like cheese boards. How did you advertising? No, she somehow saw my cheese boards on my personal Instagram court LaCourt through mutual friends. I think someone sent it to her or something. It's so wild. And so I'm just oh, like, God. Okay. That oh, one of those moments, and it gives me chills when I say it, it's just one of those moments that I had no idea my life was literally about to change in every way. And it's all because you followed your passion and you started putting yourself out there with your passion. And that's yeah. the beautiful thing about Instagram and these platforms. There's so yeah. many downfalls to Instagram and the platforms. Oh, for sure. But there's so many positives when you use yeah. your passion. Mm-hmm. And you just said, okay, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to put it out there. And yep. Lauren, I can never say her name right. Dangle. Daigle, I think. Daigle. I Daigle. mean, and also she's like a Christian singer slash pop singer. She's so in tune. So of course, right. like, like this godly energy happening. Right. Holy cow. One call, but, you're having a massive meltdown and you get a call that changes yeah. your life. And you I remember. started promoting your business yet. No, I, I, I didn't have a business name. I didn't have anything. So that's where this part comes in. So one of my really good friends, Shannon Ford, do you know Shannon? Oh, yes. She's a hoot. Instagram. That girl. What's She's her name everything. on Instagram? Probably Shannon Ford. She was okay. on that ca- very Cavallari, you know, with Kristen. And anyway, I'll go check out probably Shannon Ford if you want a treat. I mean, this girl is real so treat. She's everything. <laughs> She's truly, and you know what? Like, as hilarious as she is, she's also just genuinely the biggest supporter of her friends. So she had been encouraging me to do this business for a while anyway. So I call her. I'm like, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but oh yeah, you can cuss. She goes, bitch, we're going to brunch. So I was like, okay. So we go to brunch and I'm like, tell me, oh my God, this is in like two days. I don't have a business name. She goes, okay. So we go to brunch and then we go to Tin Roof off of Demumbrian. It's like one o'clock on a Saturday. Chris had the baby and I was like, I have to come up with a business name. So we sat there at Tin Roof with a napkin and just started writing down different names. I mean, we had like at one point Nashville cheese lady. Um, I was like, I don't own cats and we're not knitting. So let's, that's, that one's not going to work. And then she was like, what about Nashville cheese gal? Like, I feel like that, that I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. Cause it feels like kind of upscale, but still to the point people know where I am, what I do, you know? And so she goes, okay. So we grabbed the handle right there. Still did not post a single thing. Nothing on the bio, nothing on the feed, like nothing. Flash forward to, or fast forward to Monday, I drop off the boards at the Ryman. And I'm like having this moment. I'm like, oh my God, like what? I, and, I did life? and I did these huge boards for like nothing. All on my own, by the way. I just was like, oh, I'll just charge like $200. And it costed me 
500 to put together. Like, I just was like, I, I want to do this so bad. You're like totally losing money. <laughs> totally losing money. Like, so great. So then I call Shannon as I'm um, pulling away from the Ryman and she goes, all right, you have 30 minutes to load pictures and all this stuff before I put you all over uh, my story. And so I like loaded two or three pictures and within 24 hours, I forget the exact follower count, but I was already at like 3000 followers within 24 hours and like enough business to get me through the first few months. And like, we've never had a lull this entire time. Like since then, it's always been self-imposed. Like I'm taking a month off or I'm traveling to Paris or like whatever. Like that's always the time that, but since that moment, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Let's think about this because especially in a town like Nashville, there's mm-hmm. always events and there oh, yeah. that need a cheese board. There's like baby right. shows. There's yeah. wedding parties. There's weddings. There's shows at the Ryman. There's private, private little like industry type events for all yep. types of industry. You right. have medical industry, you have music industry, you have now like a budding acting industry. You have yeah. like all sorts of like incredibly successful people who are throwing parties. At, I mean, you are actually probably one of the most in demand private party. Like, I don't even know what it's, what is it? Just like, like, yeah, just like for, for entertaining and hosting and it's and the business model that was already set up before COVID. That's why it still worked during COVID. We were delivering cheese wars, people's door. It's wanted it when they're holed up in their house. It's perfect because all yeah. people are doing is hanging out at their houses. And so if they're going to have right. small groups of gatherings, right. you can have a COVID safe, like COVID yep. probably didn't affect you at all. Yep. Oh, it, no. it maybe made you uh-huh. more. Yeah. And that's why we were like, I think we could open the storefront. <laughs> I think we could do it. And I did. You right, you know? During COVID? November. Yeah. Of 2020. So almost a year. How did your business do? Okay. So you picked a great hotel downtown. Yes. Oh, I love the Fairlane. The Fairlane Fairlane Hotel. Hotel. In the heart of downtown. I got to go, when I went to that party for uh, Jess Southern, I, and y'all check her out on Instagram if you want to see hot bod pictures and just like amazing human. Yeah. Her baby shower. And we went to your precious like on-site store where you can we did like a class, didn't we? We did a class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did, we did a, class. a class where we all got to make our own cheese boards, which is such a fun, a so bachelorette fun. parties. You crush bachelorette parties. Oh my gosh. We do a ton. Yeah. And then just like being right there, people come and pick up cheese boards like all the time. So it's really it's opened up to like to have an official pickup location. It's just changed everything for us. So then you don't always have to deliver. You can either deliver. Right. We have the option. Yeah. Do you make yeah. all your cheese boards now at the store downtown? Yes. Yep. Cause we have our kitchens on the third floor in the hotel. It's a big private kitchen. So like, you know, I've, now I'm up to, I just hired two more girls for the kitchen. So I think we've got five of us in the kitchen and then I have eight girls in the shop. So we all, and but I'm training them how to do cheese boards too. So we can kind of like, Okay, you've been open for three years and you have eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 employees. It's wild. It's, it, I use that word a lot. Cause like, I, I don't know how else to. You're paying 13 people. That means you're making so much money. Four of them full time. Really Are you is. dead meat right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally dead. Especially with the babies. I'm like, and then you have, how old Charlotte? Three. She just turned four, like literally like at at the beginning of the month. And then your new babies just turned six months, Ellie. Yep. Okay. So you got two babies. You got a touring musician, husband. He just retired. 
from touring. So I'm so thankful for that. Like just oh. put in his thing this year. Now he's full-time uh, songwriting and producing. Great. So he's home, which is yeah. wonderful. So you great. have a thriving business that you get to be in Nashville. Yes. Doing what you love. Do you yeah. feel, okay. So this is, I mean, I'm, I, I, my mind is down to it. Yeah. I have like splatter paint brain right now. Cause I've said, so oh, <laughs> but do you ever, do you ever feel the struggle of like being a mom and being a, a super successful business? Oh or do you feel like you're able to have a balance? Like how do you walk that line? Because you clearly have a thriving demanding business. Or do you now like hire enough people where they can do the bulk of like the, the heavy lifting that you've taught them or what, how's it go now? So how it is right now is that I'm barely in, I'm in like once a week, like on the busy days I come in, but I'll be honest with you. I wanted to sell cheese gal about three weeks ago. I was like, I, how, how do I keep doing this? Like, I, I will tell you, like, it is so, so tough. What is so tough? It's the fact that like my phone's always blowing up. Someone always needs me. I'm running a business, but then I have my kids, you know, on this hand. So it's funny. It's like you have mom guilt no matter what. I felt mom guilt when I was home with them 24 seven and I wanted to be doing something else or something for myself. You have the mom guilt there, but then you're doing the damn thing. And you're like, <laughs> I have mom guilt because I'm not home enough. Or it's it just, it's always this struggle of trying to find the balance of like, what does it mean to be a working mom and but a devoted mom and but a devoted business like it, it's just it's so difficult it's so hard to find that balance if anyone has found it please um let me know something that makes me crazy is when people say well i had this career before but it was a waste and that's where the perspective shift comes that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table 
and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Try to find the balance. So like you're working on the balance every day. It's yeah, oh, every day. In your mind. It's a goal. What do yeah. you do to try to make that balance happen for yourself? What are some boundaries you right. put? The biggest thing for me is always making sure that my priorities are in order. So what like, are your priorities? Kids first, no matter what. No matter what. Now, um, if Charlotte's having a ballet recital, if Oprah were to ask me to do a cheese board, I would Ooh. say no. Oh, I know. oh, that was a tough one. That was really right. good right there. You're a great but, mom. That's but, really good. But, but really, truly, I know, really. you know what I mean? I and it's, but you have to, before the opportunities come, you have to know within yourself already. You already have to have your mindset of like, my kids are the most important thing. Even if something life-changing happens. That is a really, 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 really powerful thing you just said. Please say that again slowly so everyone in the back can hear it. You have to already have your mindset knowing what your priorities are so that when big life-changing opportunities arise, like you're already steadfast, you know, like, no, it's my kids. It's my Mm -hmm. kids first, Mm -hmm. foremost. Um, Because that's the only way (laughs) to try to find the balance for me is having that. Now, are there some days where I'm like, man, <laughs> this opportunity is really great. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, and I've missed out on some stuff. But you know what? I just feel like this is where the Lord is so faithful. It's like, no matter what, when you put your family first, it's similar to like when I feel like when you put him first, the opportunities that still come up, they, they come back around and they're better. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, I just found my peace and my rest there. But like, it definitely is a daily struggle of like trying to find the balance of, of motherhood and working. And what do I want? Uh, how long do I want to be doing this? Like at some point, do I want to sell it and um, just go like travel and live in Italy for months on end? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure that part out, but all I know for now is that I take it a day at a time and I just try to put my kids first, no matter what. I try. I, I don't always do a great job at it. I'll be honest. Like it's it's really hard, especially like having the baby. Um, yeah. Because with Charlotte, I was able to like I was home. I wasn't doing anything else. I was home with her. With Ellie, I was doing emails up until I was eight centimeters dilated. Okay, like I literally, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm emailing one of my shop girls, and she's like, and all of a sudden, or I'm texting. She was, and all of a sudden. I didn't hear from you. And so I was wondering if you were having the baby. I was like, I was. <laughs> yep. I, I was so- had to take a break from those emails yeah. fast. And you know what? That's, it's so funny because it's like, I'm really not even bragging about that. That's probably not a good thing. Um, I can tell you like on my mental health this time around, it's, it's been really tough because I never had the chance to rest. I, d- I haven't rested. I didn't, you my body. had a maternity leave. No, no. I was in the shop two uh, two hours, <laughs> no, two weeks after uh, having Ellie. 
uh, we had people calling in sick and I had, you're the boss. Yeah. You're the yeah. one. You're, there's so I, no one to take a leave from brought the baby, brought the baby ergo, <laughs> strapped her on, made cheese boards, worked the shop. I did, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Dang. It's you hard. Powerhouse girl. Is the reward <laughs> worth it? Is the reward worth the hard work? The stuff that I have coming up. Yes. It's funny because so while I've loved making cheese boards since I was 15, the true love behind that is I love hosting and entertaining. Dinner so parties actually, at our house is like where my passion actually is and cheese boards fit right in hand in hand. I just interesting. So you love making them to be a part of the bringing together. Yes. When you're making them for other people to have that experience, you're happy for them, but you're not like the love isn't there like in your soul. It's all it's about fun. for me. Yeah. Because you know what it is? It's about like human connection over these cheese boards. Yes, 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 yes. You, you know? want to gather and enjoy this beautiful. Yeah. Space. Also, it's a conversation starter. Yes. When you're 100%. At, when you're, and you do these grazing boards that like are six Huge. feet long. I mean, 16 by two foot one on uh, Saturday. Okay, so that takes hours to set up. You're thinking yeah. about, and I also want to hear about your preparation for how do you oh my God. prepare a 16-foot grazing board? Like, what do you even think? Like, because you're doing like prosciutto and you're doing fruit and you're doing olives and you're doing cheese. Ten and cheeses and they're cut and, and, oh yeah. Do you sketch it out? Like, what do you do? Well, I did at the very beginning, but now I've probably done, I, I don't even, I, I wonder how many grazing tables I've done. I've done so many now that it's like down to a science and now I've trained other people to do them with me. So we're, we're fast. I'm much now when I was by myself, I have PTSD from the days I did it all by myself, but now I have people that help that help me do it. And we just, it's like you apply the same style that we make our small boards with just to a, you know, big ass table. <laughs> Are you worried ever that someone that you train that becomes excellent at this is going to like start their own business and try to be your competition? It's always in the back of my mind, but truly like, it's one of those things that if someone's going to do that, I'll let them try. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go for oh, so it. <laughs> where confidence comes from. What do you, what's your secret sauce that you know you have that others don't have? I think because I established myself, uh, so quickly in Nashville. And like, I was really, I don't really know of anyone before me. There might've been one or two others that were doing what I was doing before this, but like, because I feel like my presence was um, at least just established really quickly. I don't worry about anybody else. There's enough room for, honestly, there's enough room. There are enough people and we all do our own things. And like, I am friends with so many of the other cheese board companies in Nashville. It's like, we're all doing our thing. And like, if we're booked on a day, I send them, I send business to other people. You know, you just have to know who you are. You know, what you do is good and that the product speaks for itself. People will keep coming back. And like, they've shown that. So I just, I can't, you can't look to the left or to the right. You just got to stay here, stay focused on what you do. Not that's true with any industry, truly, you know, it's, I'm especially in music or uh, I don't know what else is here. Like you said, acting, you just have to um, know that you're really good and that no one else can do exactly what you were doing the way that you do it. And that is That's confidence it. right there. That's that on that. Sexy and confidence allows you to have freedom yeah. because you know, you are putting out an incredible product. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be excellent. Right. You have incredible clientele who work, who are repeat customers who also share your, your, you with other people pass you on. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you're, yeah. Okay. So how, how much competition is in Nashville? How many other oh my gosh. companies are there now? Oh my gosh. Everywhere I look, 
Really? Oh, it, it, no, probably the only one I know. I don't even know. There's probably thirty. There's probably thirty. There's really cheese. Oh yeah. People? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. And it also just like nationwide, there are so many now. It's like totally cut on. Do you great. feel like all thirty companies are like crushing it? They're probably doing well. I, you know, here's the thing too. We all have different like styles and we all use different level cheese. And so I think we each have our own, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vibe? Yeah. What's your style? Wow. I don't know. That is, I just, that just stopped me dead in my tracks, Caroline. I don't know. <laughs> what is my style? I don't know. I like to use a lot of fruit because I think that it brings so much texture and vibrance to the plate, freshness to the plate. I love using uh, uh, fresh herbs and edible flowers. I don't know. I like I like a bright plate. You like it bright. I like a bright plate, and also I really care about like the cheese that's actually going on on uh, the board. I don't want to just use like cubed. Oh. What's your go-to cheese? Like if I, if you're going to do like just a, cause you do these classes too, where people yeah. can log onto your website and they can actually take yeah. a class and you teach them how mm -hmm. to make a board. What are your go-to, like if you're going to make a small board of like one to three cheeses, I don't okay. know what, what cheeses are you have to have? Aged cheddar is always going to be my first thing that I suggest because it's the, it's so delicious, but it's just the number one crowd pleasing cheese. Like it's so easy to eat. It's not funky but it's really delicious and it's also really accessible. You can find it at most of your grocery stores, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, uh, Publix. Aged cheddar's number one. I would say a really nice creamy brie um, mm -hmm. because that's also one that people, you know, it's, I like to mix up textures as well. So you've got aged cheddar, brie, and then I would maybe throw, you want to throw something funky in there without being too funky. There's something called Humboldt Fog. Um, it's a cheese from Northern California from Cypress Groves. And it's this gorgeous, creamy, little bit of funk. Okay. And it's my favorite one to put on a board. Um, especially for the people that are like afraid of blue cheese or afraid of anything that's like a little funky. And I love to watch their response because everybody likes it. And they're like, they talk about it. It's like, it's like the conversation cheese the conversation cheese the conversation cheese so you go to paris to do research and development oh, for this is yeah, this girl. like an annual thing no i went right before covid with my best friend sydney did you and have the greatest time of your life were you living your sex in the city moments i literally thrived and it was just the most magical trip it was weeks before the world shut down weeks like my husband sent me to paris with a mask and goggles <laughs> Oh, because you knew COVID was happening. Oh, yeah, but, but no one knew, like, how bad it was. And he kept telling me, he was like, this is going to be bad. Like, shit is going to hit the fan. It's going to be so bad. And I was like, okay. So he sent me with goggles and an N95 mask. <laughs> hey, you got a smart husband. He's, he know, he's, he's got a good chance, you know? But it was coming. so amazing. It was so amazing. We – Yeah, I need details. What would you do? What was oh, the most fabulous things you did? We got um, – like stuff for a picnic and sat in front of the Eiffel Tower and drank champagne and ate cheese with a fresh baguette and played Louis Armstrong. And it was just ah, like, stop it, stop it. I don't know what Enneagram you are, but I'm an Enneagram four. So like, Me I'm too. Very, oh, so you get this then. Okay. Well, first off, is it not the worst to be the Enneagram four? Because everyone thinks that we're just like crying all the time, which I do. <laughs> but I do I, all the time. 
but everyone thinks that we're just like, oh. I feel the weight of the world constantly. It's so depressing. But I mean, I love being a four because it's like you feel all these great feelings and you're yeah. so sympathetic and all this yada, yada, yada. But then it's like so exhausting. It's so exhausting because I feel it's so it. <laughs> Okay, so here you are. Go ahead. Yeah. So here I am just like living my truth in front of the Eiffel Tower. Just like in this moment, I was meant to do this. It was so amazing. Eating cheese, drinking champagne, best friend in the world. Uh, that was the most amazing thing. Uh, oh, we went to champagne. Moment. That's like a moment in time. It was a moment. Oh, I will never forget that day. It was one of the best days of my and life. And you're, you're, you're actually doing work because you're like studying some of the best cheeses in the world for your totally. business back home. Yeah. And we did like a cheese and wine tasting that trip. We went to champagne for the day and went to all these different champagne houses. And you're doing work um, now. This is for, this is truly research yeah. and development. You said that on your caption, but it actually is. It's. I was doing the work. I really was no, doing the work. I was doing it. an amazing oh, life. It was so amazing. Um, so I would say those are my favorite things that we did. It just all around, like I loved seeing how the people, like everyone is out in the cafes in the morning before work. They're like not rushing to work, by the way. They're like just having their, their moment. They're not on their phones. And then like happy hour time, lay aperitif. They are drinking their wine. They're eating their little apps. Like they really, like, I feel like they don't uh, live to work. They just work to live. Like truly, they, they're about being together. In fact, I actually really loved the French people. A lot of, they get a bad rap, I feel like, for being assholes, but they're not. They're like the most lovely, hilarious, just to the point people. And there was this one time that, I think it was after being in Champagne for the day, I was on my phone texting my husband because I actually think he had COVID at that time, but we don't know. Anyway, he was like dead, dead, like so sick, deathly ill with our daughter. He's like, oh, you might have to come home. I'm like, no way. Are you kidding me? I am doing something for myself that I've been working for. I'm staying here. I'm so sorry. Um, and <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And um, this guy comes over to me and tells me to get off my phone. But like the way he did it was like so rude. But honestly, hindsight, I'm like, you know what? I was sitting there on my phone for like 45 minutes, you know, and he's like, be in the moment. Just like a random stranger. And a random stranger tells me to get off my phone. How did he do it? Oh, what he was that? rude with his little accent. He was like, he actually made a joke. And I wish I could remember what the joke was because I started laughing and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> You're serious. But anyway, but you know, like overall, I was like, you yeah, fair. You know, and honestly, I kind of enjoy people who are frank and to the point. I mean, I do too. I, I dream of Winnie the hot dog joint in yeah. Nashville. That's what I get. Frank and to the point. It's just like to the point. ketchup, uh, mustard, dill pickles, and a hot dog. And like, yeah. listen, there's some things in life that are just like meant to be enjoyed. And I, yeah. I people in France and Paris, a big word I would use for them, it seems, is enjoyment. Like they are totally in the moment. And like, if they're smoking yep. a cigarette, they're not doing it to chain smoke to like, well, maybe they are, but in my yeah. mind, like <laughs> it's like to like sit outside and drink some coffee and listen to some music and like be yeah. in a moment. It's all about yeah. being in a moment, right? Totally. Totally. So that's what I just like, I left that trip just thinking, how can I take a little bit of this and implement it with what we do uh, back home? At what the time, yeah. You? So, well, I was looking for uh, places to open up a brick and mortar, um, and like I had several people interested in like investing in us and like all these different things. And I finally was like, "Wait, I can do this myself." But then I just felt this need to pause, and then I'm so glad I did because the world shut down. Um, 
And then I think it was in July, I was asked to do a pop-up at the Fairlane. And that, and actually now my space, it used to be their coffee uh, shop. And by the end of the meeting, they were like, so would you want to lease this out? And they offered me a really great deal. And I was like, yes. So I wanted to take just a little bit of what I had over in Paris. And that was, like you said, enjoying. So we have this like cheese and wine hour um, daily. I do it every single day. Um, And we like make these really beautifully plated cheese boards and we offer this really great wine. I'm really particular about what wine, what wine do you offer? Well, I offer, I offer mainly European stuff cause that's just my vibe. I love old world style wines. So, so good. Um, and I make, I like, I literally taste every single thing. It's a really small list. It's not anything big cause I want it to be curated with whatever cheese we have um, on rotation. So that for me is one of the things that I learned. It's like, no, like it doesn't need just, just to be all these like really popular wines that people might come in. Like I want it to be intentional, you know? I well, want and that makes it easy for the customer cause they're coming yeah. to an experience. And you're like, listen, here's your cheese and you need to pick one of these to pair right. with. That, exactly. to me, that makes it easier. I would yeah. much prefer that. Yeah. To the point. And you've already it's done like, the work. I like this. You've already exactly. done the work. You already know what is going to accentuate this cheese and this board the most. Right. I, mean, I love that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. It's worked. It's worked really well. So I don't and know. then so you take a lower inventory with all that. You don't have to have all this just like stuff around. Right. Ex- extra bottles exactly. of things that people might not order. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like we have a little bit of Paris in that, but then also in our branding, um, honor creative kind of let Paris be their inspiration for what they did for us. So it's like, very Parisian. It's like this really pretty bright blue. And then we have like these like uh, hand drawn illustrations with like the wine glasses and the cheese and the herbs and that like, it's just my favorite thing in the world. So I don't know. We just, I just wanted to take kind of the, the spirit of what I experienced over there and bring it back here. Okay. So I need you to really think about this and give me your yeah. true answer because I feel like everyone needs to know how to do this because you don't yeah. know you're doing it mm-hmm. when you're doing it, yeah. but you're doing it. And now okay. that leads you to this magical life. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. How do you manifest your reality like this because is it because you were obsessed with cheese boards from a young age and you like focused on it and loved it and honed this in and shared it and like made it such a huge part of your life that it actually became your life or like people all the time want to do stuff and they want to live mm-hmm. their, their passions in their heart and they want to wake up and do what you're doing yeah i know it can get a life of its own like you said and like right now you have so much on your plate and it's overwhelming and you want to sell cheese gal every other day but like yeah. <laughs> you know you still manifested this business from a true point of passion with no intentions of ever making it a business but right. now that's what your life is yep. so i feel like everyone listening wouldn't they love to be doing what they're passionate about in their heart that doesn't even feel like it could be a job, but yet you made it a job. And then like yep. the, the next step, like, so then you're going to Paris having a trip of a lifetime for actual research and development. Right. Then you're just hosting a pop-up in a beautiful downtown ho- hotel. And you've been dreaming about opening a brick and mortar. And then they ask you to like do it there yeah. for a great rate. It's like everything of your heart's desire is manifesting itself in the perfect timing. And it's based mm-hmm. on passion. How do you live that life? So many people want to do that. Like, what are the steps for actually making it happen? Is there like a true belief that you have to have? Are you visualizing this? Like, what are you doing to make all this happen? I would say the very first thing that you have to do is to jump. You have to jump. How do you know where to jump? Is it like what you're obsessed with you jump for? Yeah, maybe not even necessarily. It's like if you have something that you feel like you're really good at and you really enjoy it. You have to make room for yourself. If there's not a job that is what that uh, particular like niche thing is, make room for yourself. Make room for yourself. Make room for yourself. Yeah. Cause like whoever thought making cheese boards for a living could be a job. Right. But I made room for myself. And then from there I had to jump. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I first got that phone call, um, I was terrified And I like more than anything, I was like, do I really want to do this? Like, oh my gosh, like I'm exposing myself. Like I feel so vulnerable, but then you have to jump, but you have to create room for yourself first and foremost. Um, You do. And I I also feel like there's such um, 
there's such magic in staying specific in whatever it is that you are doing as well. So like, I think it was maybe a week and um, Allie Webb was here uh, for the new dry bar. Who's Allie Webb? She owns all the different dry bars all over the U.S. You know, like the blowout places where they just do, like, that's their thing. They just do blowouts. And she had a panel. In fact, Jesse was on the, uh, on the panel. It was Jesse. It was like Clea. um, Clea from the home. Yep. It was like this whole panel of women. And one thing that Allie Webb, I mean, it just like rang. It's always just like stayed in my head. Um, She said, there's magic in staying specific. I always see these other dry bars or other blowout places opening up left and right. But when they start offering nail services, makeup stuff, things that are, do not have to do with hair, she goes, I watch how fast they close. Right? Interesting. So that's another thing too, is like staying specific. magic and staying specific. Yeah. And, and staying in your lane, knowing what you're good at, in other words, and not trying to spread like this way go this way, stay in your lane, stay focused. So we're always going to stay with food and wine. Right. But cheese specifically, people are coming to me for a full on catering. They're not asking me to like make chicken salad. They've got the chicken salad chick to make for for chicken salad. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like that was a really good piece of advice, but yeah, I I mean, make room for yourself, jump, stay specific, um, know who you are as a brand. That's also another really big thing is brand awareness and hiring the right people that are aligned with that as well. That can, you know, be really hard to hire the right people. I feel like finding someone who aligns with your vision though, that's like in their personalities and their, like that's hard. Working with people is hard. It's the hardest part. <laughs> it's yes. the hardest part. It's so, it really is. Being a boss, oh my gosh. I have an amazing team though. I really do. I got lucky. No, I you don't so get lucky. lucky. You attract this to you. You have, well, so how did you, how did you find your people to work for you? Where'd you get them? Instagram first. I was like, hey, who wants to work with me? <laughs> then they sent in their, um, their resumes. But my mom actually, did you meet my mom when you were there? I don't remember. Maybe. She's like my right hand person. Darce is, cool is that? Darce is a queen. She is everything to me. She is just incredible. She makes cheese boards just like I do. Like people think that it's me doing them and it's her. Um, How cool that you have such a great relationship with your mom. Oh, we both like, live in Nashville. Yeah, she just moved oh, here. Jealous. I'm telling you, like, you, no one will ever care about your business the way that you do or your mom. You know. <laughs> Your mom, all Darce is in there like. <laughs> you know what? And now that you're a mom and I'm a mom, like I get that because like yeah. I sit around and stare at Sunny and I'm like, you are perfect. Everything <laughs> you do is so amazing. Like I just so like, amazing. So like, oh my God, you burped. You burped. I know. <laughs> oh my God, you baby. It was so cute. <laughs> It's so true. Like I was holding Sunny the other day. I can't. He, like ripped a big fart on me. Oh yeah. Like, oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> it's so true though. We're, we just think that like they're these perfect angelic little babes, and they are. No one can everything. ever not think that you're not one hundred percent flawless. <laughs> it's true. And think about how you're going to be advocating yeah. for her. You know, everything she does everything. Oh man, if I was your mom, I'd be like, oh my god, let me learn how to do this cheese with you. Oh yeah, a great job. I want you to oh, work yeah. me around. <laughs> yep, uh, literally, like I'm gonna follow my kids if they move. I, so do I. <laughs> I put up a cheese gal wherever they are. <laughs> yes, I feel. I say that all the time. My, we're just gonna get like a little tiny apartment. We're gonna be doing our own thing. It'll be fine. But we're gonna have some awesome dinner and wine and like yeah. fun activities to do. Come, come join me. Come hang out. Come hang out. Actually, it's fine. 
yeah, it's great. It's great. Oh my gosh. It's true though. Okay. So your mom. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. You love your mom. She's your right. Yeah. Yeah, She's amazing. And then our other, uh, kitchen gal, she worked for Dega catering. Do you know Dega? They're like the top tour catering. Like everyone on tour, like they want Dega. They're like like the best musicians on tour. Yeah. And they, they're with it, like country artists and also like rock and roll. Like she toured with the Eagles and like, uh, uh, Stevie Nicks, like she's done everything. But so she also works for us now. Um, cause she was home during COVID and needed a job. And I put out a thing saying like, come work for me. And so she did. Um, and then I've got all these like adorable kitchen gals or not kitchen, sorry, shop gals that are just like the cutest things ever. A lot of them are in like college. They're just the cutest, but they, Caroline, they dress like we did in the early 2000s. They look up something called Y2K fashion. That's what they're dressing like? That's what, yeah. I go, so she was like, all right. So I asked one of these girls, I said, so you're wearing like Jankos. Yes. Remember those? Yes. She's wearing those and like, and she looked adorable. Doc Martens and like this, this whole outfit with like the butterfly clips right here. I was like, ah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's she happening? goes, yeah. She goes, yeah. I just look up Y2K on TikTok. Y2K fashion on TikTok. I was like, I know this is what I'm talking about with TikTok. Everyone gets their whole like system for life off of TikTok, like how to dress, what are cool, what's chuggy. I didn't even know what chuggy meant. Like, oh, I'm chuggy. I'm so I'm chuggy. totally chuggy. I'm totally chuggy. I'm fighting being chuggy, but like oh. I am like I'm gonna dip down in a chuggyville all the time, and there's nothing you know. I can do about it. I don't have enough nothing. energy. To not chuggy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to try to not be all the way chuggy, but like I'm going to be at least partially chuggy because I, yeah. I can't keep up with these people. I can't either. It's exhausting. And all of them are wearing crop tops. I was hanging out with Maddie, who's interning for me, my neighbor, and my other, her sister. They yeah. wear crop tops all the time. I'm like, and I was talking to someone else in fashion. I'm like, you have to be so ripped to be like in so fashion. Ripped. I mean, I guess you can go full baggy style, but like, so it's like so much crop top, like hardcore so crop top. top. Like, just like covering your boobs. Crap. I'm like, I, I, how do you even wear that after you've had children? Like, I, I don't know about full you. Shirt. I want the full shirt. I don't want I, the I need shirt. the full shirt. I'm in a one piece. <laughs> I, um, or a tankini at the very <laughs> least. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I want the full shirt. Bermuda shorts. Like, <laughs> well, like, listen, the only person seeing me naked is Michael and he's down with this bod. Like I got exactly. That's all that matters. Babe. He's down with this bod. Everyone else has seen me in clothes. So like I have <laughs> been my whole life obsessing about having a six pack abs. Yeah. That's just, I don't have time for that. I'm sorry. I, I I'm proud of everyone who does. And I wish I'm like super like lusting over your body, but like that's not happening for me. <laughs> so it's, you know, I've, I've embraced it. We have a, um, what, what's the bicycle called? The, the, the Peloton. I have one. Yeah, I do too. I've never been on it. I've only been on it like four times. I've had it for three years. Oh my God. Okay, see, I like to. It was like, I identify with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I keep thinking, I'm like, man, I really, I really should work out. And I'm like, I have so much other things I've got to do. Now. Think about this. You have a six month old, you have a four year old, you have a husband, you have a business that requires so much time and energy. By the time you have one free second, you want to have a glass of wine and enjoy this cheese board that you made. Like, you know, like, you don't want to go work out. Girl. I went on a martini journey recently, um, a literal martini journey where I made a dirty martini every single day, trying to get the ratios right, trying to find the right olive juice, the right vodka. And I did this all on my Instagram. Also research and development. I love your job. Research and development. <laughs> That's job. I am telling you, and it 
was the most fun that I have ever had. And I'm like, see, this is my thing. Like, I like, I like good food and I like, you know, a glass of something. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my thing. And sure enough. You did you get the right people? Did you find it? Oh yeah. Okay. You have to go to my highlights. I literally document. It was the biggest engagement I've ever had in two and a half years. So what were you doing on this video? Literally just every single day trying to find the, because I've always, I'm an Enneagram 4. It goes back to this. I've told Chris for eight years that we've been together. I really want to like a dirty martini. But every time that I would order one, I could only get two sips in because I just couldn't. But I'm like, it's my drink. He's like, I not. feel like, you. No. Like, but it's me. Could you imagine us just like at Sperry sitting at the bar with a martini? Like, that's, that's just our vibe. And like, I just couldn't find one that I liked. So. I finally found one that I liked and I was like, okay, I want to make this at home because I can't have have kids. I can't go out every night. So I'm like, I want to make the perfect dirty martini at home. Girl, I tried. I did the work. Okay. I really, I did the work. I did it for everybody. Just go to my highlights. I take you through every single day of like, I'm just propping it up at the worst angle on my kitchen counter, trying this vodka, that vodka, this much olive juice. I then tested it out on people, on my husband, on, yeah. I don't, Kelsey uh, Ballerini and Nicole Galleon on uh, my Great, great taste testers. Oh, and I made them the worst, the worst <laughs> martinis <gasps> ever. Oh. I literally like lost sleep. Like I'm not, I'm, I know I sound dramatic, but I was so upset. I was like, that was my moment. And it, and I blew it. <laughs> I blew it. It was so bad. But you found it. So now I found it to a restaurant where you're sitting at Sperry's having your dirty martini. Do you order the vodka and then you say, can I have the olive juice on the side and you mix it yourself? No, Sperry's has one of the best ones in town. So Sperry's, I trust them. Blue blue cheese, olives, whatever, whatever ratio. Like, so I asked for it. Filthy. I said, I need (laughs) filthy, dirty, like the Cumberland river, honey. That is how dirty. I don't want a dirty martini. I want a Filthy. Filthy. Do not get burnt out of the olive juice? No, but I will tell you this. I have not been able to get my rings off. My rings are stuck. And the other day I was like, I don't know why I can't get them off. I'm like, oh, yeah. I had so much sodium last night for my dirty, filthy martini. Filthy martini. Yeah. Love you. That was was a martini at your store. So I'm working working on a little something for holidays that will be shipped nationwide. I'll just put it through that one. How are you going to ship it nationwide? You going to ship a filthy nationwide? No, no. I'm having a couple things um, made for like a kit. <gasps> yeah. That you can have for Christmas presents? Who doesn't want this for a Christmas present? Because when you're old and a mom like us and you don't know what to get anyone, send them a freaking kit with a dirty martini filter. Listen, I've got it down, Caroline, to like – the exact olive jar that you have to buy because the juice and the olives are what you need. Like, I'm telling you, my martini is better than the majority that I've had out in Nashville. Like, I, I don't even hardly order them. I'm like, mine's better. I believe it. So there is the kit that is going to be a Christmas kit, does it also include the cheese? It's no, because like then I have to get into like refrigeration. So I'm just doing a couple of things that are not, but it's going to have a recipe card. It's going to, it's going to be so cute. I'm having... I might as well tell you. I'm having these glasses made with uh, the phrase that I've used the entire time throughout this journey, dirty like the Cumberland River, to describe how I want. I'm having it trademarked and everything. It's going to be etched on the rim 
So it's like a fun, like moment. Oh, so excited. You are brilliant. You are so good at putting your ideas into actual reality. But it's so crazy that this, of all things, in two and a half years, it, my, my impressions went up like five and a half million in July. Because of your dirty martini? Because of my dirty martini journey. People are still messaging me about it. Like, what's, what's the next journey? And I'm like, I don't know. What's cocktail we're doing? I have to research. But you know what? You don't need to worry about the next journey. You just need to follow your instincts. And you need to follow what you're curious about. Because what you yeah. love. And it's just awesome. why it works. It's yeah. because you love it. So you get obsessed with it. And you're actually yeah. 100% curious. But the thing that's so cool for you is what you love is food and drinks. Yeah. And so does the rest of the world. And you're also amazing at food and drinks. And so it's like. I'm going to latch on to you and I'm going to trust whatever you say because like you're doing the work that I need to enjoy the food and the drinks, you know? Yeah. Maybe I'll have a show one day. You're a genius. Are you, wait, are you having a show? Are you starting a show? So, okay. I'm going to back up for two seconds. My number one dream when I was a kid, I wanted to be will come true because you've already made all your other dreams come true. I do have something coming up along these lines. Yes. I can't say exactly, but yes, you'll see, you'll see me this holiday season on the TV. On the TV. Okay. Well, I'm so excited. But my dream is to have like an actual, like my own show where I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm like teaching the Rachel hosting. Ray. Rachel Ray. I'm having guests on and I'm like, teach them how to make them. Oh, Maybe start a YouTube channel or something. I don't know. Or not you, should, you should, and then it'll turn into a show because this is such a great show because, A, you have the personality for it because you're so fun. Thanks, and girl. And you Thank know you. That. Oh, my God. You know wow. That. You have <laughs> the camera. I do. <laughs> but you're also a mom, so you relate to all women. You also make these incredible cheese boards and awesome drinks, filthy martinis, dirty like the Cumberland. And I'll make you one. Yeah, I would love it. And you have like great celebrity relationships. We also have great friendships and girls. So like yeah. all you gotta do is like make a cheese board with your guests and let them bring in their like what they love and build okay. it based on their personality, then have them perform or have them do whatever. Yes. Oh my god, can I be on your really? show? Yes, please. You'll be my oh. first guest. Okay, well I know I wanna be on it, like forever. <laughs> I oh yeah, absolutely. I find it. Wait. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. What if we... We could do a good show. We'd be good together. We would be hilarious. I think we'd be great. I can't cook. We'd be hysterical. But I love to drink and I love to eat. And you're a great host. Yeah. Like you're I, great. Like, yeah. There's thanks. a reason your podcast is like at the top. Hey. You know, I've been listening to your podcast for a long time. I don't think. Are you excited when I message you? Like, get your ass on here. I was so okay. We were we were in California, I think. Or no, no, no. I wasn't in California. I was in Dallas. And I go. Oh. I like to ask my goat, Carolyn, just asking to be in her podcast. Like, I love your podcast. This is this is great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, like like the episode you had with Landon was so good. You've had April on. You've had yeah. Marion. Those were all such amazing. Uh, Living just, with Landon, April Tomlin, yeah, uh, Happily Gray, Mary Lowe. All our girls. Love. Because you're like, you're like, you're like besties with all them. And y'all like do lots love of them. collabs. Yes. And just friends. My Landy. Uh, I love my Landy, too. She's she did a lot with her store, Living with Landy. Yeah. She did her event. Like, she had that yeah. big event in Nashville where she hosted a show, which she's such a boss. And she's you such did that. a boss. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. That woman. You just were featured in Nashville. Which magazine? Nashville Lifestyles. I was in the yeah. Women in Business. Yeah. You were, like, as one of the top women in business. In <sighs> folk, like, that they featured. You know, I hope this doesn't come off as self-deprecating, like but, like, these are the moments that I'm like, how are we sure? Like me, you know what that is because you're just doing you. You're not yeah. like trying to do it because you're trying to have this massively successful yeah. empire. You're you. I mean, now you see it for what it is, and it is that. But like, you right. start with those goals. You started because no. you loved it. No, and like every time that opportunities were coming up, or Tim McGraw was asking me to do his cheese board, or Lily Aldridge asked me to do her YouTube video, I'm like. What? Sure. Like every single time. I drew- Well, Lauren Dangle calls you on the phone when you haven't even started a business. I, uh, Caroline Hobby asked me to do her podcast. I'm like, oh, what is happening? No, I really am so, I'm so grateful though. I really am. I, even the, even with the hard, the hard times, I'm so freaking grateful. And don't sell it. Don't, don't get burnt out. Just have someone else make all the cheese boards. I'm not going to. I, there's <laughs> no way I would be devastated. You would be so sad. If you sold it going on with someone else running, you'd die. I would die. So it's not going to happen. Don't worry. But I am hiring more people yeah. to take on more stuff, like to at least be a buffer between me and everyone else. Cause like I just mentally, 
Yeah, just create more boundaries that help you. But like, you could never yeah. sell this. You would be I'm so excited. You need this. And let me tell you something. Like we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast, it is very important for women, especially moms, to have an outlet. Yes. And you have yes. built this amazing thing. So just figure out a way to delegate where yeah. you still love it. Totally. And there's going to be seasons where you're in the freaking woods. I mean, you have two oh, yeah. one of them being six months. Of course you're in the oh, woods. God. I'm in the woods. Yeah. I'm really in the thick of it. But, but I'm starting to come out. I really yeah. am starting to come out. And like over the last seven to 10 days, we've had some really cool things that I have on the horizon. I'm like, okay, you know what? I got this. I can do it. I got this. I'm obsessed with you. Let's hang out. I want to come try your dirty martini Please. challenge, your filthy martini. Please, when, we, when you start your show, if you need someone to co-host, think of me. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm a no big fan. I'm your number one. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not your number one fan because you have so many number I ones. just love you. But I love you so much. I think we're so sweet. I love you. I think I think uh, we'd be amazing. And don't think I forgot about the airline story. Tell me the craziest story as a flight attendant. Probably the I have a turbulence story, and I was um, getting married in I think seven days from when this went down. You're like, oh great, so, I'm gonna die before my wedding. Yes, that or like be really in bad shape. So um, we took off from Dallas. We were going to Oakland. And we were over Albuquerque. And anytime you're over like mountain range, you'll get some turbulence just because of how the air circulates. It creates these air pockets, which makes bumps, right? So we're doing our snacks. We just poured all of our drinks. And with Southwest, there's no carts, right? They do everything with the tray. And so we first you pour your drinks and then you go pass out the peanuts and pretzels. So we're passing out the pretzels and all of a sudden, we hear the pilot over the intercom just say, flight attendants, take your seats. And like, that never happens. They always ding us, ding dong, ding dong. And then they tell us, but he said it over the intercom in front of God and everybody. So we're like, oh, you probably wouldn't have poured all these drinks if you knew this was coming. Cause now they're going to spill. Oh my God. I have a picture that I'll send to you. Um, so we go sit in my jump seat. Are you scared when he says that? Like, do you feel like you could crash or do you feel like it's just going to be? No, tur- I just was like, wow, that's never happened before. It's probably going to get really bumpy. Secretly, I love turbulence. Um, it like puts me to sleep. Obviously, you can't sleep as a flight attendant. But anyway, so like go to the back, strap in. I'm like, so I'm staring at the wall of the bins, like those big metal, uh, they call them kits. They slide out. They have all the cans in them. But also on the countertop are all three of our trays full of drinks. And there's cans opened up. Anyway. I sit down and I buckle up and it was as if God himself shook the plane, which I know he would do, but someone shook the plane. I, I grown men were literally going, I'm sorry, Lord. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. We're screaming. I'm never afraid of like the plane going down, but I'm dodging cans and everything that was on the counter was all over us all the way up the aisle to the mid, like mid cabin. This is one of the big planes too. Like that's how violent. But then the plane, I'm still- like going up and down all around. Like tell me like, yes. like what was the movement like? We'd we'd be here and then we drop and then we shake and then we drop and then we'd shake and then we go back up and we drop. It just was like literally Do you feel like, the, you feel like the pilots were having a hard time controlling the plane? Was it was no. dangerous? Could they, they crash? Control. No. I mean very rarely will the plane ever go down due to turbulence. Even when it feels like do they have control here? They they do. Um, but what was scaring me more than anything is I started to watch those kits, those big metal kits 
shimmying out of place. And so my hands are up like this and we dropped again and I hit my um, elbow on like this corner of the wall. And I swear, I thought I broke my arm and I was getting married in like seven days. And I was like, Oh my God, like, here we go. Anyway, but I'm just getting hit with everything left and right. I had marks all over me from how hard the cans were hitting. I mean, it was like, it was so intense. Do people, I feel like being a flight attendant, it's sort of like being at a hair salon. It's sort of like being like a (laughs) priest or something. Do people pour their life out because they feel like maybe they're never going to see you again. And they like have this moment where they need to dump on you. Like they're the secrets. You're like, I don't even know you're a perfect stranger. Does that happen? The things that I have been talked to about over a th- on a three hour flight. Why do people share? Because they just I, feel like they're like vulnerable. Like they're I in the, so. it doesn't sound like you're in the air. I think it has to do with like, just what you said, like they know they're probably never going to see you again. So they feel safe to like tell you that they just found out that their husband of 30 years was cheating on them. You know what I mean? With their best friend. Like that was an actual story that I have been told horrible. Right. I just, I like cried with her. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, but you really do. Like, it's amazing how fast you can connect with somebody (laughs) that you don't know. You got like bad news and you sit on a plane and like a flight attendant's walking by and you're always checking on people. And like, if you're like in the middle of tears, you're just going to like dump it on the flight attendant and you that's because you're a four. So you're an empath, I'm sure. And you just receive it all helping them solve their problems. Oh, a hundred percent. I was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, take all his shit and put it on the front porch. Like, like literally I'm walking <laughs> with her through this divorce. I'm like, we are, we are, we're getting divorced. It's we. <laughs> so what did you learn about humanity being a flight attendant all those years? Oh my gosh. I would say it's, it's interesting because like training for a flight attendant, you don't actually learn like the hospitality side. You're learning how to save people. You're learning to literally put everybody else on that plane before you, before your life. Like it's, it's about saving people. That's what you're trained on is safety. Wow. So I think for me, it's always, uh, on takeoff and landing, you have to go over your, like what they call a 30 second review and like how you're going to evacuate the aircraft if you crash during takeoff or landing. So I'm always thinking about these strangers and how I'm going to save their life before my own. Wow. You know, and it's a really selfless, it's a really selfless, um, job for sure especially when it comes to like stuff like this I don't know I don't know if that answers the question correctly has that given you a new perspective on life learning to be that selfless when it actually comes to life and death like because you have to put up you're gonna you're gonna be the one that's dead if someone's dying it's you yes like you signed up for that job did you know you were signing up for that when you became a flight attendant no not until I was in six weeks of training. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, this is not what I thought. I thought I was just going to travel around the world and like enjoy like fun vacations. My free flights. Yeah. Yeah. That so that was like, it's kind of like powerful to your mental psyche. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. So I would say that for sure. But also just like what social skills I learned on how to deal with like crazy people or rude people and just still like, Cause you I'm can't ever, because you can't be mean to them necessarily. So you have to figure out, say, no. like, you're, oh God, this is like, you're going to get like, it's like people who work for Comcast. I feel like everyone's just calling them and yelling at them. Cause like oh, yeah. Comcast, like, yes. you know, so it's yeah. like when people are in a bad mood, things not working, they're not getting what they want. They take people it are like taking down on you. How do you handle that? You just have to realize that like, it's really not about you. Do you really have to stay like, mentally high in your thoughts. You have to, you have to, or else it'll just eat you alive. 
Because you probably get a lot of people in a lot of bad moods. Oh, yeah, for sure. And what's carried over, it's just customer service. Anything in the service industry, like truly, I think that was another big thing that I learned. Like these people, anyone in the service industry, like they are human beings that literally get treated like crap all the time for no reason. They're just doing their job. You know what I mean? It really just gave me a whole new respect for people in the service industry. Now I'm like, we leave really good tips. That's something that like, I I, truly, because they're out here doing God's work for real. Anyway, it, um, yeah. Glad it's in according. I mean, and also is your married name LaCourt? No, it's Tucker. And it's funny because your parents named you Courtney LaCourt. No, I'm Courtney Tucker was my maiden name. Did you come up with it? Did you make your own name up? What, Court LaCourt? Oh, no, no, I'm married into that. I'm married. Chris's last name is LaCourt. But your name is Court, and then your last name is LaCourt. Yeah. And Courtney. Can you believe LaCourt. that? Court LaCourt. It, you, like, literally can't even make it up. It's so crazy. And it's funny because, like, I've always had to spell my first name because my mom spelled my name without a U. And now I married Chris, whose last name is LaCourt, and I also have to spell that. I'm like, I'm just, I have to spell my first what last the, name. What are the name? chances that you marry someone named LaCourt when your name is Courtney? His middle name is Michael and mine's Michelle. What? Who are you? Yeah. It's weird. Instinct, it's like scaring me. It's weird. Just so you know, I want you to leave this interview knowing that you are okay. one of the most instinct people with their lives that I've ever talked to. Really? Yes. Wow. You are like walking in your purpose so strongly. You're going to make me cry. Well, I mean, I just, that just put chills on me. I hear, I hear a lot of things and like you are, I hear a lot of people in sync though. I interview people who are in sync with their lives, like, cause they're living their dreams. And like, I like to talk about is how do you live your dreams? Wow. You are like super in sync with your life. It's really like inspiring. Like I'm like, I'm trying to like do some mental checks over here. Like what do I need to do to like get more in sync with myself? Wow. (laughs) Thanks girl. I, I, you know what? It's not always on purpose. I will say that. You must have some really strong intuition guiding you. Like you're really in tune with that. For sure. For sure. What does that feel like in your gut? Because I always like to talk to people that like, what does your inner guidance feel like? And how does it guide you? And then we're going to have to wrap up. I could talk to you. What does your inner guidance feel like? Like what, how does it guide you? And how do you know when you're doing something and when you're not? Honestly, I go on based on how something makes me feel. Yeah. So like I've had these major opportunities in the past investors, for instance, amazing opportunities, right? They're offering this, this, and that, that it all sounds amazing. But at the end of the day, my gut, I did not feel good leaving any of those meetings though. They're promising the world, telling me all these amazing, they're wonderful people too, by the way, um, left that going. I feel sick to my stomach. I can't put my finger on it. I cannot do that. What happens when you don't listen to that? What happens when you don't feel sick to your stomach? You feel like, okay, this could be cool, but I don't really have any feelings about it. Like I feel sort of like fine. Like where you feel indifferent. What's that? Is that a no? Is indifference a no? It's so tough. I I like to upset if it's not a hell yes. I mean, I was about to say, my sister says that too all the time, actually. Yeah. I'm going to credit Cal. You know what? I used to just say yes to everything, even when I felt indifferent, but now with my time being so (laughs) limited, like really, like I do say no, unless it's something that I feel really, really uh, strongly about, or I feel like that pull to do it. I don't do it. If I don't have that, I will not do it just because I, so even if it doesn't feel bad, it's not like a strong pull, you're not going to do it. 
Right. So it has to be like, what does it have to feel like? So what does a yes feel like? What does a hell yes feel like? It's like when you feel so aligned, like you just, you can't explain it. You just feel so aligned with, with something. So like an opportunity is coming up and you're like, yes, oh my God, that's it. it I have these moments within like myself. Alive. It makes you feel yes. aligned and alive. Yes. And, and excited. excited. And excited. So that's how or, you- or really confident. Yeah. Sometimes I see things as stepping stones too. And I still get that same way. Like, I know it's not the end all be all, but like, this is going to lead me to this, like, you this know, is a great next step. This and is I, a great I need this next step. hundred yep. percent. I totally feel you on all that. Okay. I always wrap up with leave your light. What do you want people to know? Oh gosh. I want, I want you to know that you can truly do anything that you want to do. You truly can make space for yourself. There's not a chair, pull one up. Really? That should be another thing that you do for your merch. Make space for yourself. There's not a chair, pull yeah. one up. I mean, I'd buy that dish towel. <laughs> I would. I love it. And I, I would give that to my dish friends. I'm in on it. I think yeah. you should do dish towels. Why would you not do dish towels? I or think that's a good or idea. Like, or like napkins, like napkin set. You're a genius. You, well, it's just like going with your vibe. Like It's so good. Like you have all these little sayings that you say. You don't need tons of them, but do like a few, like, you know, a different product yeah. every six months and do a different one. That's a great idea. Thank you. That is really cool. Uh, I have a lot of good ideas here. I just want some credit, okay? Just don't forget. She about. is a designer. She <laughs> is a podcast host. She is an innovator. Thanks. Man. Yeah. You're brilliant, my friend. Hey, so are you. Thank I, you so much. I love this podcast. Yeah, you're this my favorite. So Invite me over for that dirty martini, please. I, I'm doing it immediately. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.